Welcome along. This is Cricket Only Better, episode 208. I'm Ed Hawkins and welcome to the ultimate betting guide to the Caribbean Premier League. We've had enough of the 100. We've got a new toy to play with. The attention span of a four-year-old who's been watching TV for seven hours during the summer holidays. Sam Collins, at least, relieved we're not talking about the 100. The, the what? Oh, what's that, Hawkins? What's that? I don't have a memory that my, my memory stops at the end of July. Um, anyway, we've got a new toy to play with. Um, and, uh, you know, here's an old favourite with uh, someone who's going to get a lot of new toys to play with in the coming years. Uh, new father, Richard Mann, back um, to, to give us his wisdom. How are you? Oh, I'm good, Sam. Yeah, it's good to be back. I'm hoping for some adult conversation tonight. I don't know if I'm in the right place, but we shall see. Well, now we've lost Ian Bell, I think that uh, definitely not. Um, right, Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.Betfair, you're here too. Uh, the team is back together. Um, welcome, Paul. <laughs> we've just got... Paul's just an avatar. That's perfect. Right, let's wait for his internet connection to get going. We'll crack on. Um, let's get a move on. Hawkins, what's on the show? Yeah, we've got a team-by-team guide to your Caribbean Premier League. Uh, the analysis for those six sides. We've got possible 11s for you. We've got bat and ball power rankings, respectively. Pitch reports, the best ones for batting, the best for bowling. And a predicted top four from each of us. And we tell you who is going to win the thing. Okay, lovely stuff. Housekeeping to come on how the tournament works. This one was put together by uh, Richard's newborn child. Um, we've also got some listener questions, um, but we start, why not, with an outright. Um, well, that, and right on cue, out goes Paul Krishnamurti. Right, Betfair Sportsbook go at Trinbago. Knight Riders are 9-4, to four. the Solution Kings 7-2, some Kits and Nevis Patriots uh, 9-2, to two. Guyana Amazon Warriors are fives. Jamaica Talawas are fives. And the Barbados Royals are at 11 to 2. Hawkins, please tell us how this thing works. Yep, starts Thursday. Each team plays 10 league matches. Top four into the playoffs with the top two getting two bites of the Cherry IPL style eliminators, qualifiers, what have you. The venues are split six games across this Islet, six at Basseterre. Six at Bridgetown, two at Port of Spain, four at Taruba, six at Providence as the league games. And then we've got playoffs and final at Providence as well. That could well be key. We've got the Asia Cup taking place at the same, same time. So we've got some player churn, but they should be back for the playoffs. We've also got a few players coming in from the 100, Roller Fandom, Merva, Laurie Evans, Alex Hales, uh, but we'll get into that. Lovely stuff. Um, Richard Mann. Conveniently, let's come to you first. Welcome back. Um, I gather you might have some thoughts on strategy for us. Yeah, I just wanted to, at the start of a, a new new competition, really, just specialising will be be a term that betters, particularly racing betters, will be will be very familiar with. You know, racing betters might be told to concentrate on the jumps, not the flat, or vice versa. I don't think that's always applicable to cricket. I think across three, all three formats or four formats, Loads of really good opportunities. I think we're very lucky in that respect. But I think they're definitely in T20 cricket areas that you can specialise on. Paul's going to talk about the grounds later, but I think some grounds you get to know really well, and I think you can really make it pay. And I think the, the key thing to remember is there's always 
more than one way to skin a cat. Me and Paul had some real good fun at the IPL at the Wankidi. Now, everyone knows that it's a run fest, um, but it's not necessarily about backing backing overs, is it? Paul always mentioned about after the strategic timeout, then you get on overs. Both teams to score, even both, even at the end of the tournament when it was a run fest, both teams to score at that ground on 200 runs was going off at 5-1, to one, a massive price. Um, over 400 match runs was going off. At like seven to two, four to one. That's a ground that I think on this pod we know really well. Leeds is another one I've banged the drum. We saw in the hundred on Friday. And again, there's more than one way to skin a cat. The both teams to score 160 went off at seven to two. But even in the match, there were some fantastic um in-running opportunities. If you know the ground, I know the venue really well. It's just down the road. Watch a couple of overs of it. It was obvious it was a typical Leeds one-day pitch full of runs. Second innings, supercharged as well and truly out of it. Perfect trade. I fancied that they could make a really good fist to that. Back big, get your money out low. They probably should have won the game, actually. I think Ed will agree. I think we we're all a bit disappointed. Didn't finish the job. But knowing the knowing the surface, knowing the venue there, I knew that they'd make a fist of it. And I think there'll be grounds all over that if you take really good notice of, you'll be able to pick out those trends. And it's the same with the teams as well. Some franchise teams... I think my big bash last year was Melbourne Renegades. I got got really familiar with the side, almost like a football fan. Knew what the batting orders were going to be against certain teams. Knew how Aaron Finch, when he took over, would captain. And it meant that I was able to, to get ahead of the traders. That was my angle in. I knew that Will Sutherland was too big at 40 to 1's top Renegades batsman at the start of the season when Marsh was injured and Finch was out of form. By Christmas, Marsh was back. You stop betting that market, don't you? Um so specialise, follow like a football fan some of these franchises. I think it's really hard, particularly in the Blast, to concentrate on 18 teams. But pick a few, um, and I definitely, definitely think you can get ahead of the traders. If they don't, with so much squad churn going on, it's not easy. Um, but it's not easy for the traders either. Okay, right on cue. Paul Krishnamurti's back. Um, sorry about Paul's absence. He's on holiday with Richard Branson in Necker, and the uh, Wi-Fi is a bit rubbish there. Um, right, first listener question from Justin James, and this one is for Paul. Um, do you have any stats to show ratio of runs in the last five overs of an innings versus the first 15, um, and also compared to any of the other leagues? Um, I have done CPL matches um, as very late scoring. Uh, Paul, that is for you. I do believe we, we we banged on that exact same run strategy last term, didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, I mean, these are the general rules for betting on cricket in the Caribbean. You often get a very low power play. Very often teams look like they're in big trouble after eight to ten overs, but then they make it up at the death. Now, I mean, saying that, the totals in the CPL are probably 15 runs lower on average, than, say, the IPL. Yet you note that sixes are just as high or even higher than the IPL. And what that tells you is that's because the scoring comes at a death. All of these grounds have good returns on sixes, so the boundaries are very reachable. Um, I'm not sure how those last five opens specifically will compare to the others because they're higher everywhere now. And But what I would say is that the the, sh- the greatest share of runs comes in the last five overs in the Caribbean than it does compared to the subcontinent. And it's important to factor this in when you're trying to predict the score in play. So if your side is 50 to 3, it's still very possible they'll get to 150, even 160 from there. 
Okay, um, Spec on Sports wants to know the answer to this one. Um, it would be great to get early thoughts on trading the outright market. I'm coming to you, Hawkins. Yeah, I think Caribbean Premier League, if you if you stick to chaos theory for the CPL, you won't go far wrong, and that goes in play uh, as, as well as your outright market. We have teams coming from basically nowhere to win it, like we did Jamaica last term. They won six in a row to get up from the playoff positions, forced and win this tournament. We've seen that in the past as well, back in the day when the Barbados were called the Tridents. They came from nowhere to win it. Um, so expect plenty of change. And I think we'll talk about these teams later on, but Barbados, who are now the Royals, could well be a team which gets stronger as the tournament progresses when they get some of those players back from Asia Cup duty. So don't be afraid to talk, take those big prices on um, the big price teams. Um, and there are three of them. And we're going to talk about those. Uh, some interesting prices on the out market with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, and I think we identified three definitely ones to trade. Uh, and just going back to in play, uh, I, I, this is a this is a tournament. I don't think you're ever really going to feel comfortable with. And Richard's idea of just sticking to a one team and getting to know them really well is really perfect for this because bonkers things happen. In it, you know, a team will have lost five or six, uh, and then beat the league leaders and, and that kind of thing. Do not be surprised if you get plenty of prohibitive odds-on shots beaten in play. Okay, um, thank you very much, Hawkins. Uh, back to Paul Krishnamurti. The runs man says here, not had a dodgy curry. Um, you've done some work on the venues though, Paul. Um, shall we get to the bowler-friendly pitches first and perhaps related betting strategies? Yeah, okay. So um, first just to say that none of them are, are high-scoring grounds. So the highest percentage for reaching 170 in the first innings is 38% on any ground. So they're all relatively low. But the real low ones are in Trinidad. Um at um, Taruba and Port of Spain, where 150 or more goes down 58% and 54% of the time. And at Kensington Oval, the 150 or more line loses on 46% of occasions, and at Warner Park at 38%. So the price in, in those examples would be at Warner Park, 150 or more should be 1.64, and at Kensington it should be 1.85. I would strongly, strongly expect that the odds will be much, much shorter than that, and so there'll be a lay. Um, and to talk about the opening ground for the first week, Rose Islet, um, that is the um, last place you would probably be doing it. In that situation, 150 or more should be 1.17, and I suspect it'll be much higher, so don't do it on those early games. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Um, stay tuned for the batting-friendly grounds as we go. A quick reminder that every CPL game will be covered on betting.betfair by the esteemed Hawkins, um, over-18s only, um, not just for his Twitter account. And please do visit begambleaware.org. Um, let's get the teams on, rankings, possible 11s, and analysis for each of them coming up in reverse betting order. Right, we start with the Barbados Royals at 11-2 to with Betfair Sportsbook. Um, Hawkins, you're up. Yeah, batting rank uh, in terms of run rate last season, they're uh, number one. And bowling rank, they're equal first as well. 
Uh, we expect them to line up something like uh, this, a bit, a bit of change in their 11, but Mayers, Cornwall, Athanasi, Power Breeds, Ferreira, Holder, Thikshana, McCoy, Bishop. Simmons, Kasamid as replacement for Thikshana will be in the Asia Cup. Laurie Evans is going to turn up at some stage. They're runners up last uh, time. Um, hugely surprised there, considered the rags in this tournament. I expect them to have some decent nows remaining in this team. Richard Mann, um, let's let you go first. Do you agree with Hawkins? Yeah, they look a, a solid team to me. I, I think that I think they're too big. I think they're definitely the wrong price. I I like the look of the bowling. I think in McCoy and Holder, they've got experience at the death, and I like Feet Shannon in the power play. I probably think they're a strike bowler short, um, but then that's possibly offset with really good batting. Powell's an excellent pickup, and and Mayer's a class act at the top. Um, yeah, I think they're a fair price. Couldn't put anyone off. Paul Krishnamurti. Absolutely agree. Uh, cracking value. Don't understand yours whatsoever. If anything, I could have had them as faith mitts and they're the outsiders. Um, I don't think the losses they have are disastrous. Rodman Powell's a brilliant signing at this level. Another player to watch is um, Alec Athanasi, who hasn't played any T20 cricket, but he's like been talked up as the next big thing. He looked pretty good in the tests and the one days. So he could be a um, game changer for them. But they've got really strong bat in any way, as those openers Rich just mentioned, and and solid bowlers. And if they won the group last year, quite convincingly, I don't really see why they're not at least in the top two in the betting. Okay. okay. Um, wise words from Paul Krishnamurti. Um, coming up next, Jamaica Talawas, 5-1 to one with Sportsbook. Uh, they are the champions. Hawkins. Batting run rate. Run rate ranking is fourth there. Equal first on bowling economy. Last three years, of course, they've won it. And then in the fifth and fourth, a possible 11 for you. King, Hales, Brooks, Blackwood, Alan, Imad, Reefa, Green, Django, Gordon and Mohamed Amir. They have lost Rothman Powell, but they're pretty settled. Arguably stronger batting, adding Alex Hales to this. Shamal Brooks was excellent. Again, this is another bonkers price. I don't understand these odds at all. Why Talawas, the champions, are second rags. Okay, um, Richard Mann, do you, um, you know, second back-to-back title winner? What do you think? Oh, sorry, no, hold on. Should be going to Paul Krishnamurti first. Um, Paul, these outright odds—they do seem crazy. Um, two finalists last year, outsiders. What, what on earth? What's up with that? I've no idea whatsoever. I really don't understand it. Um, I think probably Barbados probably deserves to be shorter because they were better over the season. But there's nothing wrong with this side. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Hales definitely improves it. But the thing I really like is the middle order. Raymond Reefer, Imaz Wazim, Fabian Allen, all really big players to have at this. I do think that having that strong middle order to finish off the innings is critical in the Caribbean Premier League, probably more than any other uh, T20 series. And you've also got good bowling. You've got Mohamed Emir, who's one of the best bowlers in the tournament last year. And uh, Naveen Hack, I notice, is on their books. So hopefully we'll have him at the death. So, I mean, I, my opening bet is simply to back those two sides we discussed, Jamaica, Talawas and Barbados. I think they're completely the wrong price. OK. Uh, Richard Mann, second back-to-back title winner for you? Yeah, I I, I agree with the guys. Um, uh, yeah, I think they should be favourites, actually. I, so much to like about them. Obviously, pedigree as well. Um, but Paul Paul mentioned that middle order really, really strong. And I think Hale's coming in 
he'll just go bananas at the top. And if, if it doesn't work out, we've got middle order to get them out of trouble. But if he gets them off to a quick start, we've got a middle order to really capitalise. I think they could batter teams and get a really good net run rate that way. Bowling just looks really canny, doesn't he? Um, you know, good experience spin. I wouldn't say it's going to blow teams away, but it'll definitely do the job. Just a point on Raymond Reefer as well. He did really well last couple of years. Usually a big price for man of the match, top bat. Um, kind of one of those he might only need to cop once. And I think given they'll win plenty of games, he's probably one to follow in the man of the match market. OK, uh, moving on swiftly to Guyana, Amazon Warriors. They've never won the CPL. Um, they're 5-1 to one with Betfair Sports. But Hawkins, what do they look like? Third and third on batting and bowling power. Uh, possible 11 for you, Gerbaz, Hemraj, Hope, Azam, that's Azam Khan, the Pakistan hitter, not involved in the Asia Cup, Hetmeyer, Paul, Shepard, Smith, Moti, Sinclair, Tahir. Uh, this goes back to the listener questions, I think, uh, Justin and Speck on sports. In terms of a team, we're going to go potentially a bit slow to start off with then really, really accelerate. This is your team with Guyana and the last three teams in the betting are all your trades um, on your bet for exchange outright. I'm sure these three are going to trade much, much shorter. Um, so uh, Guyana are going to go very, very close and, and uh, very useful that they have the playoffs and final at Providence, which is their home ground. OK, um, Paul, is this their year? I think they're solid. They've never been out of playoffs before. I think they'll do that again. But I don't particularly see a reason why they would be better this year. Um, I think Ed just explained that perfectly. I mean, um, they've got a spin-heavy side and the end of the tournament is all played at their ground. So that's when they come into it. I mean, I remember last year, I backed them at the start last year. It was really bitterly disappointed with them for most of it. And somehow they ended up finishing second in the group. And that was just because that strong finish at the death uh, wouldn't be surprised if that happened again, but they wouldn't be my main pick. Okay, Richard, to you for a verdict, please. Yeah, I was keen last year, not so keen this year. Like, I think the middle order is devastating, really dangerous, and and Hetmeyer comes into this on the back of a brilliant IPL, um, real impact player, another one for your man of the match market. But there's a few in here I don't like. Odie and Shea Hope's not a T20 player for me. Never warm to Gerbaz as well. Too many negatives for me. I think they'll go okay, but I don't think they'll win it. Okay, um, top three in the betting are still to come. Our experts predict the top four and a winner is still to come as well. But first, back to Paul Krishnamurti for those batting-friendly venues and related strategies, please. Okay, so, you know, we've been used to backing these silly 200-plus scores in other tournaments. It's pretty rare in this one. Um, it's never happened at Taruba. only happens 7% of the time at Kensington and Providence, so forget them. First two grounds are okay, though. Both, you get 13% of matches, first innings finish 200 or more at Gros Islet or Warner Park. So, on average, the odds should be 7.8. But you'd like to think there'd be a bit of a clue there from the pitch report. If it sounds like it's a road, I think it's worth doing the big overs in in those first two uh, grounds. Overall, the best round, most consistent round for Grunt is Kensington Oval. But even then, you're only talking 38% of uh, first innings coming in at 170 or more. OK, thanks very much, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Excellent stuff. Team Guide continues with the Patriots, 9-2 to with Betfair Sportsbook. And over to Hawkins. 
uh, yeah, fifth and sixth is batting and bowling rankings, so not great numbers from them. Fifth last year, but there is a bit of a tournament trend for teams to come from the pack, so to speak, the previous year. There's been one back-to-back winner, of course, and I think all the other winners have come from third or lower from year to year. So Patriots might might be in with the squeak. Possible 11 for me. Lewis Fletcher. Brevis, Rayudu, Rutherford, that's a strong top order. De Silva, Korea is a good um, uh, spin ball. All-rounder, Drakes, Cottrell, and Israel Hack. Uh, and they finished second bottom last term, but uh, despite boasting Rashid Khan, so they could they could improve for the run. Um, tell me, Richard, man, do you fancy this lot? I don't fancy them, but they're the one team that I think could, could really surprise. It's just because potential, really, that I think the top three, Lewis Fletcher and Brevis, who I'm a massive fan of. I think they'll I think they'll be inconsistent, but I think they'll have days where they really blow teams away. If Brevis clicks, um, Paul's talking about 170. I don't care where he's playing. If he clicks, Brevis, you know, he could make 180, 190 um, look quite small. Such a devastating top order, but there'll be other days... Well, I think the crash and burn here. One for extremities, I, I would say. I suspect Paul will be um, betting them sub-100 on occasions and maybe the odd over 200 as well, because I think that's what you'll get from them, real inconsistency. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, please. I'm not really convinced by them. They had a poor season last year with Rashid Khan, as Ed says. I mean, would you, was there any really big reason to think they'd improve? I think the batting's good. A um, lot of good middle order there. I know it's also George Lind is in this squad. He's pretty, he'd be pretty dangerous at this level if he gets in. I think Israel Hacknavid's a decent signing. But compared to the other sides we've looked at, I don't really see any reason why they would win it. And they struggled last year, so a no for me. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul. We're on to the top two in the betting. Uh, the St. Lucia Kings are 7-2 to two with Sportsbook. Uh, Hawkins, how do they line up? They line up like this, we think. Well, Duplessis, Johnson, Charles, Rajapaksa um, uh, will not be um, available after the, the uh, for the Asia Cup. So uh, Chris Sol will play instead of him. But um, then we've got Rosson Chase, Williams, Raza, Sikandra Raza, Carrie Pierre, Julian Joseph, Primus Orford and Jeeval Royal. Uh, one end of the spectrum with the bat and ball respectively. So second on batting power and fifth with the ball. Really worried about their bowling. And increasing concerns about that top order, Fafty Plessis, a dreadful in the MLC. And Johnson Charles got uh, booted out of the West Indies T20 team because he wasn't doing it um, fourth last year. I think they're going to struggle. Okay, um, Paul, coming to you first. I know you're a bit cross that they're favourites to win the opener against Jamaica on Thursday. It's madness. I don't understand any logical reason for that, for those odds. Um, as we've already discussed, Jamaica, rock solid side, could even be favourites for the tournament. This is the weakest franchise historically that we're talking about. Um, that top three, those first three batsmen there in Ed's lineup, Faf, Johnson Charles, Roger Pascal, all in absolutely terrible form. Um, I think this is the team that could well get bowled out for less than 120, maybe even less than 100 a couple of times. Um, one other I, I, they're definitely my pick to finish bottom but one other thing I'd say is given that poor top order my old friend Sikander Raza top back could be one to follow and maybe for man in the match as well OK uh, Richard Mann anything to well, 
scathing from, from from the two main men, but I'm quite I, I won't be as negative on them actually. Um look, experience goes a long way. I think they've got some experience. Um I think in Joseph they've got a star, proper strike bowler. Um the rest of the attack's weak. I just wonder, particularly if they can get through the earlier games and stay in touch, I think they'll be hoping Raza and Roston Chase burgle some overs with their spin in the middle overs later on. I think that's the key. I think if they can get plenty of overs in, they can sort of compensate for what is a pretty thin-looking ball in the tank. I think if teams get after those guys, um, then they'll really struggle. But I think there's enough in there. I've still got faith in Faf. Um, Roston Raza will get runs as well. So I think they'll go okay, but I, I, yeah, I won't be tipping them to win it either. Okay, so by the process of elimination, favourites for the Caribbean Premier League 2023 must be the Trinbago Knight Riders at 9-4 to four with Betfair Sportsbook. I did say it earlier as well, for those with eagle ears, if that is such a thing. Hawkins, uh, they must be really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, if it was about six or seven years ago, they'd be a fantastic bet, but it's not. It seems to be a sort of dad's army team. Uh, they were bottom last time. Uh, they're six on batting power and they're fourth on bowling economy. We think they might line up something like this, and you'll see some of the, some of the uh, retirement home names here: Guptill, Dale, Paran, Rosso. Huge reliable uh, reliant on those two: Pollard, Russell, Dwayne Bravo, Marine, Akil, Patharana, of course, the excellent Sri Lankan, uh, who's going to be having some involvement with uh, at the Asia Cup. One would have thought. And Jade and Seals, and just as a another pointer as to some of the bonkers thinking that's gone on with this squad building, they've got uh, an overseas player in Noor Ahmed, who's a good pickup. But why do you need him when you've got Noreen and Akil in your team? So I think they're a dreadful, dreadful price. I don't understand it whatsoever. Okay, um, Richard Mann, follow that. Um, are they the right favourites for you? No, my notes read old, overbet, awful value. And I'm not talking about myself there. I just think they're really, really poor, poor value. I think the buying looks poor. Um, in Noreen and Akil, they've, they're two world-class spinners. Well, particularly Noreen, I'm a massive Akil fan. And I think they'll, they'll win them the odd game, those two, but the rest just looks way over the hill. And I think it's one of those. To keep going on off odds on match by match, I think you just keep opposing. I just think they're going to continue to be terrible value given the, the names in their lineup. Okay, uh, Paul, Paul, have you got consoling words for the Trinbago? Nightmare? I have got some. I have got some. I completely agree with the lads about the price. The price is just inexplicably short when they came bottom last year. And yeah, absolutely. Russell, Narayan, Martin Guptill, these are sides to, two sides, including them, are generally one to avoid nowadays. But Matisha Pastorana, Chennai would not have won the IPL without that guy. Absolute deaf bowling master. Um, Nicholas Poran has been in superb form lately in. Uh, Domestic cricket. Akil was saying, obviously, with Richard, he said it's a very solid player. Riley Russo also. And I would also just point about going back to Patharana and the deaf bowling. I wonder, because the, so much of the scoring is done at the deaf in the CPL, is having the best deaf bowlers the key to this? So, from that point of view, I do think they're contenders, although I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere near those odds. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Anyone got anything to add? Okay. One thing. Oh. Just one 
going back to the grounds, right? So we did the high and the low. The first ground we've got, Groves Islet. Really interesting stat. Seven of the last eight matches there produce a score between 150 and 169. So you'll probably get around three to one on that middle if you do it pre-match, and it's coming 87% of the time. Can I just add on Gross Island as well? If you look at last year's results, some really close games there, actually. Brilliant for trading and just really good entertainment. Um, I know Ed, like, Ed likes betting the tie, doesn't he, and then trading off. You look through mm. the scores of last year, there were like loads of, well, not loads, but a few games where, where it was with one ball to spare and stuff. Really went down the wire there for whatever reason, produced some really close games. You read my mind there, Richard. I was just going to say, the time, absolutely massive price. It only needs to go to the last over and it collapses. It's, it's pretty straightforward stuff. Okay, let's hope our listeners are aware how lucky they are to be drinking in these bonus nuggets of wisdom from our panel. Right, um, that's it. Caribbean Premier League uh, gets a big tick. It's done and dusted. And now we're on to our top four predictions and uh, outright winner as well. Um, Hawkins, I, I, you're up first. Yeah, thanks. Based purely on wrong prices, this one. You've always got to take the wrong prices and all these teams are uh, of value. Well, at least Guyana, Royals and Talawas are. I think they're finishing in the front three and then maybe the Patriots will squeeze in at fourth. And I'm going for Guyana to win it because I think playoffs and final at Providence uh, could be useful for them with their spin-heavy attack. Okay, um, lovely stuff. Uh, Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm going um, Patriots to finish fourth. I'm going St. Lucia, sorry, lads, to finish third. Barbados to be runners-up and Jamaica Talawas to win the thing. Okay, and Paul Krishnamurti? Uh, I'm having Guyana in fourth, Trimbago in third, Barbados Royal second, and Jamaica Talawas to win it. Okay, is that it? Any more for any more? No, that is the Caribbean Premier League over thank you very much guys that is your premier caribbean premier league um 2023 updated ultimate betting guide for betfair on the cob done and dusted uh remember please to check out betting.betfair for match previews and have a lovely week um we'll see you next time